Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right. And first off, I would like to say thank you to everyone out there who either likes me or hates me just to listen to me to say, oh, that guy's crazy. I appreciate you anyway for listening to my stuff. It means the world to me that someone listens to me and gets something out of whatever I'm doing. Uh, I like you even if you hate me or whatever. So I just want you guys to realize it's been a good year of you guys listening to me. And I hope when we go into 2023 that you all get the greatest blessings of all in life and you achieve whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in the coming year. With all that being said, I'm going to talk about what's going on this year that might leak into next year. An issue that is growing constantly across the United States. One that's getting ignored by those who are more wealthier or those that tend to want to buy the brand new thing and enjoy it and act like they're better than most people because some people buy stuff just to make themselves look better than other people. But in all reality, I'm talking about overpricing. Now you're like, what the hell, you just made a big old speech and you're talking about overpricing. Well, I'm trying to tell you, America and the rest of the world, we are being overcharged for so many things. It's ridiculous. And yes, they like to say it's the stock market, but it's been going on long before the stock market started to crash. It's been going on for years and years. It's to the point to where, and you guys probably hear background noises, but if you listen to this podcast, you know I don't care. I'm just doing it real, not editing crap out. But anyway, so, you know, we're getting overpriced on a lot of things. And like I say, for years, it's been going on for decades. You know, at one point in time, there was a thing when Theodore Roosevelt was president and Rockefeller had one of the best oil companies in the nation. He bought out all his competitors by having completely low prices that made everybody want to buy his oil over the competitor's oil. And he became one of the most wealthiest men in the nations at this time. And Theodore Roosevelt was like, this can't happen. You know what I mean? And so he created what? The New Deal. And the New Deal was all about making sure a wealthy person can't be more wealthier than the next person when it comes to business. And with the New Deal came a whole bunch of things because we were trying to get out of recession back then. Now, the whole thing about it was there was a recession back then. You know, the great ambition or whatever you want to call it, prohibition. And people were going to bars and drinking and jazz was the thing. It was the new music back then in the 1920s. And the thing about it now, believe it or not, history has a way of repeating itself. Here we are in the 2020s, and we're going through the same thing. We're going through a recession. Now, most people haven't realized this. I've been kind of biting my tongue on it. <clears throat> I have a friend that, in the stocks and stuff, and he thinks he knows all this stuff, but it pondered to me one day when he was blabbering on that, hmm, history repeating itself, 1920s and stuff and all this. But what happened that made thing was a change the thing that made the change in the nineteen twenties was Theodore Roosevelt making a new deal. 
Now, the issue with that was he had to start with somebody, and he started with Rockefeller. Rockefeller had to take his oil company and split it into two different companies, Exxon Mobil or Exxon Oil, which we are we all know, you know. Uh, and the other one was uh, uh, Texan Oil or something like that. I can't remember right now. It's been a minute since I read that book. But, yeah, he had to split it into two companies. And when he did this, you know, we we got the results now. We got the certain companies that are still around and whatnot. And then other companies had to do similar things where they couldn't be more wealthier than the next person. And things stayed good. Prices stayed good. People were able to buy houses again. People were able to, you know, have money to have a family and things they enjoyed. And everybody could afford something, really, if they just took the time and worked hard for it. But then things changed over time. I believe where the culture of America truly shifted. Now, I'm not going to throw in all the racist stuff, okay? We know the horrors that happened with the Japanese getting put in concentration camps. We know the horrors of what happened with the Jews, with all the black people who's been oppressed for decades and decades and centuries. You know, we know what's happened with all the Native Americans. We know all that history. But I'm not going there. We're talking about, because even, even when those people were going through all this, there was those that were working, that were those type of races and cultures, who still were able to try to survive, even with the oppression that was going on around them, bringing them down. And so, I'm talking about them. I'm talking about the, the regular Americans. Here's the thing. So, the culture stayed good from 1920 to 50-something, even though the Korean War happened and stuff, which is, believe it or not, one of the, the, the world's, America's worst wars that's not talked about, or greatest wars in a way, because we won. But... Because Vietnam was the next war that came after. So the thing about it is the 60s changed everything. Okay, and the 60s changed. We had what's going on right now. We had all these groups form out of nowhere, just groups of people. You know, the black civil rights movement, the Native American civil rights thing, you know, the Asians, Hispanics. We had the hippie movement. We had all these different movements and they were starting to you know break down the norm of what was considered society we had the women's movement we had all this stuff and they were all fresh and new ideas you know in a way a man of uh reconstruction you know men and women that decided they wanted to reconstruct america into their dream of a peaceful utopia but that peaceful utopia is supposed to be where we are now and yet we're still got groups and we still got people fighting and stuff what this shows what this shows to me as an individual is that people were rebelling they were rebelling, they were rebelling against the norm they were rebelling against the system they were rebelling against, rebelling against the government sorry I don't know why the hell I'm tripping on my own tongue but <clears throat> they were rebelling. They were they were saying to hell with this. I'm not gonna do this no more. You're not gonna run me, and I'm gonna do what I can, and people are gonna join me. And this is what happened. And so when that happened, that shift happened in the '60s. 
I believe that's when the economy started growing a little more. Things started changing. You had people that started smoking pot out of nowhere. So they got the munchies. So this normal stuff started going up. You know, I was watching a movie one time. This black and well, it's not a black and white movie. It's a, I like to watch B movies. I know it sounds stupid. They make a lot of them now. But I like to watch the old ones every now and then because they crack me up. There's, it makes no sense. The story's crazy. There's weird puppet people and nonsense that makes no sense. The story doesn't come together at all. And so B-movies is like, I guess as y'all say, a guilty pleasure. I watch them just to laugh and it'd be stupid and it makes no sense. I watched one not too long ago about a couch that was eating people. It was stupid. And it turned out that the couch was a person that was dressed like a couch. So it made no damn sense. So, <laughs> and it's off topic once again. So, anyway, this movie's called The Girl with the Big, well, I wrote a book with the same title similar, but I changed it to The Girl with the Big Caboose. But this is called a movie called The Girl with the Golden Boots or something like that. And there's a part in the beginning of the movie where the guy meets the girl and he got this leather jacket on because, hey, he's Fonzie or whatever. He's not really Fonzie, but you know what I mean. So he goes up and he's ordering, you know, the girls in the store or whatever. And he says, oh, give me 10 Hershey bars. He's like, here's, here's 10 cents. He gives him, literally gives this guy 10 cents for 10 Hershey bars. And I was like, what the hell? How the hell can you, you know, have you seen how big a Hershey bar is? And you give 10 cents for 10 of them? So that means every Hershey bar was one cent. So, you know, trip on the economy. If you ever do this when you watch movies sometimes, just check it out. You know, there's prices on gas in certain movies. You'll be like, whoa, what the hell? You know, <laughs> like, it'll trip you out. Like, you watch a movie, gas is 75 cents. You're like, what the hell? And the cool part is, I remember when gas was 75 cents. And when it changed, I was oblivious because I was stuck in stoner Shelby world, nudie bar world and stuff. And then... I was like, what the hell? I tried to pay for gas, and it was like a dollar, like 20-something, and I was tripping. Like, what the hell? It was 75 cents a week ago. And then, you know, my relative that was with me was saying, Shelby, that was over two months ago. Because <laughs> I had you know, partied out, drinking, hanging out, you know, one spot too long. So, But that's the thing. So inflation is, is, is a motherfucker, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, we're living in a state and time where there's so many people struggling to eat, to try to pay their bills. I think the worst thing that has to do with money is managed health care because people are hooked on these medications that they give us that we probably don't need. They'll give people Paxil, and Paxil actually messes with the serotonin in your brain. So, or, you know, or melatonin, I can't even speak right today, but I'm going to talk to you guys anyway. Figure out my jibber-jabber. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, it stops this stuff. The same thing with birth control. If you realize it is supposed to help a woman stop giving birth, but yet it alters the biology of a woman, making her attracted to things she shouldn't be attracted to and more sexual when she's not supposed to be. So this might be one of the biggest issues that's going on right now in the culture that people are unaware of. They're unaware that an individual has sat there and decided to pretty much change their whole life based off of 
taking a pill that are getting a shot. I think it's called a depo shot. All these things that stop them from getting birth. It's unnatural. And it messes up the female organs. I believe this has to do with a lot of women getting uh, breast cancer and other things that are wrong in their body because they are taking these, you know, birth control things. And ultimately, too much birth control might make a woman stop being able to, to produce birth at all. And it's just another thing that's bad. And then, you know, so right there, I uncovered mental illness, I uncovered birth. And I can go on and on. There's so many things. It's like diabetes and stuff. You know, your body's supposed to... Most people on diabetes think that, like, their glucose and stuff, like their blood sugar, uh, they need the freaking uh, insulin to make it work because they say they, they don't realize that they can reproduce their own. They can make their own uh, glucose. They can make their own sugar in their body. That's what the liver is for. It helps you make sugar, but they don't realize that. And the drug actually that they're using with high blood pressure actually stops it from working. And you take too much of it after a while, you are dedicated to the insulin. So you have to find a way to work your body to be able to make its own glucose, uh, be able to produce its own blood sugar at a level rate that's positive. I believe... Excuse me for bourbon. But I believe there's ways to experiment on yourself in healthy ways like natural preservatives um, and be able to, you know, take supplements that might be beneficial for the body. Just experiment and, you know, look at a problem you may have. Let's just say, for instance, you have bad skin. What kind of, you know, herbal supplements or whatever can help me with my skin or what kind of herbal supplements will help me heal my kidney or whatever? And just take them. Just try to take them. The ones with the browner labels are the, the ones in the browner bottles are actually better than the ones in the lighter bottles. So if you look at it, the ones and when you go into natural uh, pills and all this, when it comes to uh, ordering these supplements, you got to realize that the the browner the bottle is, that's the more real and pure version, and then the ones that are like white or clear, those are the ones that are actually the generic brand. So just like going to buy medication, you can get the real medication or you can get the generic brand. And that's where you want to go. You want to go over the browner bottles, the more real stuff, and just take them, you know. And some days just replace them for food. It'd be like in the movie Barbarella, just take pills, and that's your food. Uh, you know, there's something for everything. You think you got a bad neck, bam, there's some herbal supplement for that. You think you're, your joints are messed up, bang, there's herbal supplements for that. We got to break ourselves from these medications that are made out of chemicals and herbs that are harmful for people. Some stuff is made out of poison and we take it in and automatically assume it's something naturally good for us. And then on top of that, people who are vegetarians and stuff should look deeply into the, the medical properties of every vegetation that they're eating. And this is because they all have medical properties that will heal somebody. Now, once again, I went off topic, but this is beneficial because what I'm trying to say is the price of medication is way too high, way too high. For industry that's supposed to be about hypocritical oath of helping people, they make more money 
off of drugs and things they sell to us than they do helping us. Go diagnose people wrong. How many people across the nation in the past 20 years that have been wrongfully diagnosed just because some doctor wanted to make some money? It's like no different than the plastic surgeons. That was made for people in war times that lost their face or their nose and they felt bad and they needed someone to reconstruct their face. This was what plastic surgeons were originally for. But then think about it, there's no wars after a while. After the 70s and, you know, Vietnam was over and stuff, there was no wars. In the 80s, there was barely desert storm. At least I think that was the end of the 80s. I was a kid, so I don't remember too well. But the thing about it is, okay, so you got people running around here who have the skills to do plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery, and yet they have no way to make profit. They started convincing women and people that they need reconstructive surgery just to get money. And go, oh, look at a woman. A woman might be naturally beauty in her own way. Girls got a problem with not realizing the potential of their beauty or the potential of who they might be. It might be a girl look ugly as hell, but you know what? She got a heart bigger than stone, bigger than the planet itself. You know, it might be a girl who might not look too good, you know, when it comes to the nose and the mouth features, but yet has the most beautiful eyes. You never know. You know, there's a woman's, and then sometimes there's women that wear too much makeup. They don't even realize how fine they are already. And they take that makeup off and you're like, wow, you're beautiful. There's one famous chick, I ain't going to say no names because I'm starting to realize y'all be listening to my stuff. <laughs> y'all, and uh, my shows and all this other stuff I do on the internet. So I'm just going to say, this girl t wears makeup a lot. Already attractive, sexy body and everything. But when she takes the makeup off, I seen her in, in a video or something, I was like, she's beautiful. She's like beautiful with no makeup on. Why no one's ever sat back and told this woman that, I have no idea. But that's another thing that makes profit. Convincing women they need makeup to make themselves look more attractive. When they're not used to their natural beauty, someone taught them it's a thing where you have to look attractive. So I just believe that's more money being wasted that women spend a lot on. And guys are just as guilty. We'll go buy all these damn tennis shoes. And when it comes to me, it's all about technology. I'm obsessed with technology. If I could, I'd fuck a robot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd go do it to a car. But in all reality, though, that's just I'm just messing around. But in all reality, yes, we got things we are obsessed with. It's costing more money than it's supposed to. And... We're in this recession again, okay, over I don't know how many years it's been since the 20s, so I'll say it's like, I don't know, 70 years, okay, maybe a little bit more than that, close to 100, and we're like this, we're in this situation because we're greedy, we're trying to be the big dog or whatever the hell, and it's unnecessary, it's, and the main thing is, we got to realize that these companies have made billions of dollars off of us. The credit card companies along make more money than the banks, but people don't realize it. 
They want their money immediately after you spent that card. So you get in debt while they try to get their 18, which I think now is at like 21 or 22% interest. You know, think about how high that is. If you could put a dollar in a bank and it has a 22% interest, you'd be sitting pretty in the next six months. That's not the case. You probably have a uh, 0.1 interest in the bank. The only thing that has high interest rates in the banks is CD accounts, which has like a, a 0.3 interest or something like that. And you have to leave it there for six months and not touch it. If you touch it within six months, then that you don't get the, the reward. It's like doubling your money. It's like when you're going to play blackjack and you go double down and you you know you get extra two cards and you get extra uh, bets you're putting out there, which means you get double that back. In a way, it's kind of like tripling it back in some ways. But, it, but what I'm saying, this is what happens when you use a CD account. You're going to put 500, let's just say it's 500, but most of the time you have to open an account with a thousand or two thousand dollars to open a CD account. No, I've done it. So after six months time, if you put a thousand dollars in, in six months time you have two thousand dollars. And it's the same thing if you had five hundred dollars and put it in, and you're supposed to get a thousand dollars after six months. But they don't do five hundred dollar uh, banks. So maybe some banks do. I don't know. I haven't came across it, but I always came across a thousand to two thousand. I was able to weasel in fifteen hundred one time, and let that turn over. The stock market is the ultimate way to increase your money. But once again, you have to give it some time to sit there. You got to let it nest. You don't really have to pull out of anything unless they give you a good offer. I had a good one last year, and I think I, I should have took it, but then now I realize, because of this recession, that I'm actually one of the high shareholders. So, shit happens, <laughs> you know? But, I mean, honestly, what I'm getting at is this, okay? So, I'm bringing it down, bringing it down, coming all the way back to biblical town, okay? In Jerusalem. There's an old custom. Now, it's part of Mosaic law. People think there's only 10 commandments, but there's actually like a, a hundred or 600 and something, or, or 163 new, uh, commandments that was given to Moses by God. But we only know 10 in a Christian faith. So if you're Hebrew or Jewish, you understand the real commandments. But one of them in the Mosaic law is about not being overcharged. Not overcharging somebody is a sin when it comes to Jerusalem town. Now understand Jesus himself preached the Mosaic law, as well as the laws of Isaiah and other old biblical people. People think that Jesus is the only thing that matters, but Jesus himself, you gotta think, what Jesus is saying has been said before and it's something he believed in because he's the son of God, which means he's speaking the word of God that was given to Moses, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Samuel, to Jacob. To, to, I mean, I can go on and on and on. So the good stuff, the stuff that he felt that really mattered, got spoken through the words of Jesus Christ, and we follow him. With that being said, Mosaic law about spending money is you don't overcharge people. It's a sin to overcharge people to get wealthy. 
But yet, there's companies doing it all over the place in America. There's regular people doing it all over the place in America. Honestly, if you can go to the grocery store and buy a pack, what do you call them, like giant packs of hot dogs, there's like 30 hot dogs in there, and you buy it for six bucks, and then you make a, a streetcar little thing, like a little bending cart, and you're selling a hot dog for five bucks, why the hell would they buy a hot dog from you when they can go to the store and buy a giant pack for five bucks? You see, it makes no sense. It's inflation, and, and, and that's the that's the messed up way to make profit. When it, honestly, if you got 30 hot dogs in a place that's only has uh, <clears throat> a thing that only has like, oh, let's see, 30 hot dogs, you pay five bucks for them. If you sold them for a dollar each, you have 30 hot dogs. <clears throat> I mean, thirty dollars. <clears throat> so, it's best not to be greedy. That's my main point. And there was also something about a farmer, which I, I forget this part, and I, I keep thinking I need to brush up on my biblical uh, Old Testament knowledge. A lot of people love the New Testament. It's got good stories. But I like dig some of the old stuff, too. You know, a lot more in some cases when it comes to certain stories like Daniel or Kings, like Kings 1 and 2 is awesome. Uh, Exodus, you know, so forth. But uh, anyway, my point is that these people were able to make a custom that's been living for going on for thousands and thousands of years since the Hebrew and Jewish people have been around. And this is why some people think, okay, the Jewish people, you know, are, are greedy. They don't want to, you know, they always want money. They don't, you know, something like that. It has a lot to do with that. And at the same time, maybe a little bit of what happened to uh, Judas, you know, I don't know. But my main point is, it makes sense not to overcharge people. And, and I believe because of how these companies have got greedy, they want you to forget. Because I notice a lot of people when I talk about uh, either politics or presidents, they forget that the things that they founded. And one of the things that was founded was by Theodore Roosevelt, the New Deal. And it was about making sure the wealthy doesn't get wealthier than any other company and that's already happening that's been happening and no one's paid attention and they kind of let it go underneath the water it's kind of like when trump was president he overturned a rule that was made by ronald reagan about the free trade agreement now people say the free trade agreement is the reason why a lot of american jobs left the country but the problem with that is reagan made sense if we're going to be a great nation, we got to worry about everybody over here on this side of the continent, not just North America. And so Reagan's plan was to be able to trade products and, and accessories to Canada as well as Mexico. Now, this free trade agreement could actually go beyond Mexico to Cuba, to Ecuador, to Brazil to Venice, Poland, whatever, you know. You go down, I'm saying Venice, you know what I mean. I'm talking about Argentina and stuff like that. Everything south of the border, you know. Even everything in the, the Bermuda area, you know, Cuba, Jamaica, Hades, Dominican Republic, all that. It could be the free trade agreement didn't reach that far though, but it could have reached that far. 
you know, honestly, it could. But honestly, the only thing that gets traded in those other countries every year, believe it or not, happens around this time every year, around Christmas time. So many of you guys return things and you return these products and when you do, they get to, they, most of them that don't get sold or put into a goodwill or whatever gets thrown into a landfill. The other half gets put into storage bins and shipped to other nations and sold for a lesser price to these nations, which got to make you think about something. They're selling these products to us that they made that's high-end products and we're paying arm and a leg for them. And they ship them over to some country like Peru, some country like Macronesia, and they're selling it for like, in their country, which would probably be, oh, about $10, $20. But their money is actually, not, I don't know so much about Macronesia because they're, they're using US, they're part of the US territories. But the thing about it is that some of the other countries, they're, you know, the currency is lesser than ours. So it'd be like sending some stuff to Mexico. And I guess the peso right now, I think is like, uh, 20 to our dollar so if I'm if I'm if I'm sure it's been a while since I did it was a hobby of mine a long time ago I was obsessed with trying to figure out currency around the world and how I could stretch the US dollar to be able to live and actually create some form of uh, corporation but uh anyway so you do this and these people are, are getting products cheaper than us because you returned it you didn't want it you know, all the rest of it goes into a landfill and they don't give a shit about it. So it's like they've made all these wasteless products. If they're so quick to take something that was returned, instead of repairing it or whatever, they go throw it into a landfill. That means the stuff you're buying that's high-end isn't really that high-end. It's garbage. But because we're humans, we put value to things. We put meaning to things. We put a heart to stuff that doesn't even have a heart. You know, that's why a lot of wicked people fall in love. <laughs> it's just my opinion on it. This just makes so much logic. So, the thing about it is we're getting overcharged for all these things. And the medical thing, like I said, is, is the worst crime of all. Think about an old person. They don't lived 80 years, 90 years on this toilet earth, trying to live, seen a lot of good and bad, been through a lot of chaos. Each one have an own individual story that can lead to a key in the past that could ultimately change our future. But none of them can tell the story because no one has patience to sit there and listen to an old person because, oh shit, <laughs> holy mackerel. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay, I'm still going, <laughs> I dropped by thing easier but anyway no one can sit back and listen to an old person carry on sometimes because they're young they have no patience and because of this this is a problem that was created that never happened probably before centuries ago hundreds of years ago people will listen to old people to obtain knowledge the only time old people are listened to when they're about to go to war they send the young ones out to die why they sit back and talk and so, the 
problem in this is these people get old. They have money. They saved it up. They ain't got nothing to spend it on no more. They lost all the ambitions to get things that seem cool like they do to us. And so they got this stack of money. And they sit around. And they buy a little stupid crap on shopping networks like they did on that one joke on uh, South Park. Which is funny as hell. But it's the truth. And so they sit there and waste money away. They get nurses and senior citizens, man. I mean, if they get into a nursing home, believe it, they're paying. The nursing home is charging them $3,000, $4,000 a month. That's the same amount that they were probably making over 60, 70 years ago. You know, they were making that much money a month trying to survive. So it's pretty much they're losing all this money that they were obtaining. You know, have no one to give it to. So they'll buy presents for family members to give them stuff. To not just to give them stuff to keep their money in a place that they want to spend it, but to give them stuff to say, hey, I'm still here, come talk to me. But do you? And this is why I say I'm trying to embed this in the podcast and other places that we need to obtain the knowledge from the old ones before they go. They're wasting their time away in the places where they're getting manipulated, used, tested as guinea pigs for. Uh, drugs they want to try on senior citizens as well as trying to obtain because they got this thing now with AI technology obtaining knowledge off of a person before they die if you don't know about it they're taking seniors and they're trying to embed their consciousness into a artificial intelligence <coughs> intelligence <laughs> I was going to say so I can't even speak but that's what's happening so Think about thousands of thousands of dollars these old people are wasting away. And not forget the ones that have homes. And then some gigolo dude comes and tries to work them out of money. And it's probably vice versa. This old guy is lonely, comes across a pretty young girl. And then, bang. I mean, look at what happened with Anna Nicole Smith. You know, when she was alive and she had that old guy she was in love with. As soon as the guy dies, she inherits all everything. This is how loneliness kills people. You know, it'll drive you to the worstest person in the world. It'll make you best friends with the devil. And you owe him money. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just the way I'm, I'm trying to express that. We got to be more sharper about things. And instead of having a Green New Deal, which contradicts everything that Captain Planet talked about. Because, I mean, honestly, if we want to save the planet, something that's truly about uh, environmental changed and just watch Captain Planet and do every damn thing they said on it. They brainwashed everybody with it when it came out. Even though to me it was a copy of uh, Dino Saucers, which was this cartoon I used to watch. Same damn thing. Except for it was like alien dinosaurs and they give you a ring and you can communicate with the rings to the dinosaurs if there was some crap going on. And pretty much Captain Planet is the same thing. You get a ring uh, from this Gaia, which means Earth too, is a spirit of Earth. It's called Gaia, and bang, you can unite your rings, and Captain Planet pops up. Same thing. The only difference is they talked about recycling, talked about growing plants, they talked about purifying water, all kinds of things that are actually needed. The funny thing about it is, it was created by a person in our United States government, who is like the only politician that ever made a cartoon while he was in office. And because of this, he was, you know, people that knew, was like, hey, this guy's cool. 
And to this day, not so many people know that. But the thing about it is, we gotta ignore these selected politicians that just look pretty and babble a bunch of nonsense that'll put us into ultimate slavery and the recession that we're in now. We must stand up for what's right. And what's right right now, to get out of this recession, you're gonna have to cut your means in half. You're gonna have to stop going to fast food places. I only, you know, it's like, once in a blue moon, I'll buy something from, like, the Panda Express. And I like Chinese food, and Panda Express, or, and that's not even real Chinese food, because I like the other restaurant with the squid, but it's far to get to. But anyway, so, you know, it's like, you gotta save your money. Instead of buying a whole bunch of stuff, buy breakfast food. Save your money. Your eggs don't cost much, you know. Sandwich, meat, whatever. You gotta live like this a bit. You gotta knock it down. You know, get some frozen pizzas that are cheap as hell. The $2 Tony's pizzas. You know, get you some bacon and go with your eggs and get you a waffle maker. Buy a bunch of stuff, make waffles and make a waffle egg and bacon sandwich. Whatever, you know. Just do stuff like that. Buy cases of noodles. And just, you know, they got they sell cans uh, goods in the thing. You have to go small, even when you think you're on top. Because you never know when something will be snatched from you. Or when someone that's supposed to be your friend is your greatest enemy laughing you in the face and talking behind your back. And you never know when your lover is going to betray you. That's if they can stay on your side. If you can find that, you're blessed. And blessings to you for having that person that you love in your life that has your back and will always keep you safe and they trust in you at all times. That's a beautiful thing to have. Wish I could have it. But apparently, I'm oblivious and I'm starting to look like someone's ancient uncle or <laughs> there's some crazy crap, some relic from the 90s and the 80s and the 90s. I'm an ancient human relic, a prehistoric dude, a far out man. Groovy metal, okay? And can you dig it? So, <laughs> my point being, and God knows I want some nookie. I need two of every kind, two females of every kind. You know, so beautiful. I don't judge on the whole race thing because that's ridiculous to me. I'm so above that. My intelligence level is beyond that. And so it bothers me when I come across people that's always, especially white folks they come up with this black this uh, they want to tell me all everything they know that's black and to me i'm just like what the hell are you talking about i'm trying to get to my job i'm thinking about going to buy some cigs whatever it is and they bother me and getting in my way and that's the problem there's always somebody getting in your way starting stuff they're trying to bring you down to their level which don't make no sense to me and it don't make sense to jesus <laughs> it don't make sense to anybody else on the planet. So ignore people that stand in your way. I'm thinking these ridiculous ideologies because the thing about it is, here's how I feel about a race, okay? If you were the only person on this toilet earth, let's say it happened like any apocalyptic movie, like, you know, zombies attacked. Let's think about, you know, aliens destroying the planet, the nuclear holocaust, okay? Freaking, well, I guess that's a nuclear deterrence, you know, or any 
type of thing that comes like all the nuclear plants and you know blew up or something and there's not that many humans left let's say it's you and one girl and that girl or guy because i know there's girls listening on this thing so if there's a girl or guy of the opposite sex let's just say a person of the opposite sex and that person had to be a, another race are you gonna not make love to them because i mean come on you're the only two left on the planet so you're going to let your prejudices stop you from being able to help the human race survive. Anybody that says yes is a complete freaking moron because you have no idea how good pussy is <laughs> in every culture. Okay. Not just that. Yeah, just <laughs> the point is, play this simple, okay? We got to breathe. We got to procreate. And ultimately, the survival of the human race should come at all costs. It should come way beyond the new whatever systems made, way before some girl's crazy outfit and makeup and clown gear, okay? Before some little midgets party, okay? Before the government decides they want to waste a trillion dollars on some nonsense that none of us truly know about. Our survival as humans matter. And it's the ultimate fight right now. And if you don't see the things that are trying to stop and destroy humanity, then you're part of the problem. You have to wake up and fight the good fight. This is why Jesus is supposed to come in the end to get rid of all those that's trying to destroy the continuation of what God put on this earth. Humans to create, to love, to grow the planet to be strong, one and with animals and God. Heck yeah, I'm down with that. But the thing about it is, if you can let a little prejudice stop you from making love and making a baby, that might make more babies. You know, who knows? I mean, maybe it bothers people with the only two couple thing, and then it means the kids are, are gonna have incest. This is what people say when you talk about Adam and Eve. So Adam is obviously with how many humans are on this toilet earth right now, there's no way in hell you're not going to find another woman or another male somewhere. But I'm saying in that area, whatever part of the world you're in, that's your world. So that's the part of the world you're populating. And this is why there's so many of us across the country and every world or every part of the, of the world is because those people sat there in that region and, and bred and bred and bred till they were all of one kind. You know, if you believe in the Tower of Babel, they spread us all over the world. And confused God, confused the languages, and spread them all over the world. And so when they got to those regions, they just bred and stayed there. And they said, hey, this is the world. So don't think about the whole world as a whole. Think about the part of the world that you're from, how you can make it better, how you can improve it, and how you can unite everyone in it. Because... The true problem is mankind feels too superior. Even if the the guy's a bum, he feels more superior than you. He walks by like, hey, get the hell out of my way. Here in Portland, these guys bow down to these bastards. They let them come by, cuss them out, do all this. And for what? You're no better than me, guy. You, well, Because you're homeless, you feel free. You don't have to work, no labor, no housing. I'm like an animal. And then you treat the regular people that work for a living 
like crazy. That's not the way to live. That's more evil. Even though, you know, that person wants to sit back and live like they what. That's good. But don't take that as an excuse to act the ass and do whatever you want. And that's the problem. A person can be wealthy and still have that same personality. And they act like they're better than people and treat other people below them. Anybody that does this has wickedness in their heart. I don't care if it's the finest chick and she's online. If you say anything smart-ass that's hateful to someone who hasn't said anything to you or done anything to you, then you have a wicked soul. You know, unless someone does something to you or it pisses you off, you have a right, that's when you have the right to say something to them because they're being disrespectful to you. Back in the day, people be disrespectful to me. I just knocked the shit out of them. Okay, nothing, nothing wrong with just sucker punching them while they're talking. You know, they're going to talk a bunch of bullshit, just bang, sucker punch them. But we're not in the 90s and 80s or whatever. So <laughs> the point is what I'm saying is, even even with that old mentality I used to have, I'm, I'm there's a level of maturity and things change when you get older. And a lot of you might be younger, you don't realize that. But man, I used to be a hell of an individual. I used to be a, not just a good person, but at the same time, you know, I was a good balance, because I'm Weaver hell, good balance. And at the same time, I always looked out for those. I was always there when you needed me. I always fight and stand up for what I believe in. And I had balls of titanium alloy, cast iron construction, and that's a lost art that needs to come back, okay? All I'm saying is, enough with the wickedness and the hatefulness and the not caring and the no loving, because this is why all these companies are bleeding us dry, is because they realize people are only selfish. And how do you get selfish? Is when you get wicked and hateful. This is why God says to love and to share and to look out for your fellow men, because it's supposed to be a thing where you're happier in life by doing so. But the problem is, as we all know, there's people who betray, use these things to get what they want out of you because they think you're weak. Well, we gotta weed those people out. Throw them at the wayside. It doesn't mean that you stop helping people. It doesn't mean you stop caring. You gotta keep on keeping on. If, if we all stop, then humanity is doomed. What truly needs to happen is humanity needs a threat, something that humanity has never seen or, or know how to face or conquer, something that makes us all feel like we have to protect the next human we see. We have to protect everyone. We have to save ourselves from eternal damnation as well as extinction of the human race. And most of these people are walking around as humans right now. And you wouldn't even know it because you don't believe in demons, because you don't believe in God. And it's true. I tell you, demons are most definitely real. And they piss me off all the time. And nobody listens to me. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. All I'm saying is that I went way, 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 way off topic. And maybe I have it. Maybe the words I'm saying is actually supposed to be said in this point in time. But understand, like they always say, money is the root of all evil. 
So we got to nip it in the bud because we wouldn't have that selfishness that without greed, without obsession, and without trying to obtain some form of power or status. So my main thing I'm saying now, okay, is we have to be able to lower the price on things. Buy things is only meaningful. Buy things we need, not what we want. If you ain't got no toilet paper, but yet you want this new fancy car or new video game, go get some toilet paper before you get the video game. That stuff ain't going nowhere. You know? I mean, honestly, if you got to brush your teeth or you funky in the mouth, go get that stuff first before you go get the beer or the fifth or whatever. You know? Don't go get the booze before you brush your teeth. Okay? So... With all that being said, I hope you understood where I'm coming from. And if someone gets the knowledge and takes it to heart. This has been a great year and I wish you all a blessings. Peace be with you all. And blessings upon you always. And Godspeed. Till next time.